This episode of the Power Bros Movie Reviews is brought to you by Fearless Wandering Productions and our supporters at Patreon.com. Did you know that patrons of the Power Bros Movie Reviews get access to a weekly patron-only bonus show called Movie Chronicles with the Power Bros? They also get early access to our main show. Join today on Patreon.com for these benefits and more. And now, on with the show. Apocalypse, the X-Men's greatest foe, hell-bent on destroying the world. The X-Men must join together to stop him. Apocalypse's power is at times too much for the X-Men. Nearly succeeding numerous times in the comics, now with his live-action adaptation, does he hold up to his comic book counterpart? Continue listening to hear what we have to say about X-Men Apocalypse. Welcome to the Powell Bros Movie Review. We are here with another podcast, another episode, another movie to review today. I'm here with my co-host, Tobiah. Tobiah, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. A little sick, so you probably hear it in my voice. Mm. Uh, but I think I'll get through this one pretty good. <laughs> Not too cool, bad. Cool. So. I, just got, I just got over being sick. So still have got a little lingering thing too, as well, though. But I'm... I'm all right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Yeah. Yeah, do we want to just jump right in? What? Well, what what movie did we do last week? Last week was Yep. X-Men Origins. Yep. Wolverine. Origins Wolverine. Yeah. We absolutely tore that movie apart. I don't think there was much left at the end. Um Yeah. It uh it is dead and it will remain dead. Uh I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, honestly. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, it was an experience, but today we're moving on in the, the timeline, uh, following in chronological order to the best of our ability, which is a little difficult, but we, uh, and we've had some shifts and move arounds cause we were originally going to do days of future past, uh, after it was after first class. Yeah. Yeah. But then we realized that that one technically takes place in the, the modern day X-Men, um, with the original three and, um, and they go back in the past. And so it, it's just the timeline's so messy. We decide, okay, we'll just jump to apocalypse and then we'll do dark Phoenix next and, um, eventually get to days of future past, but, um, not today. So today we are doing X-Men apocalypse. Yep. What were your initial thoughts? First opinions? Well, this is another movie that got, a lot of hate, I think. A lot of people didn't like oh, it. Um, for sure. It. I enjoyed it. I think this has been maybe one of the better movies that we've seen. Uh, there was... I don't know, man. I mean, there's just a lot to go through. There's... The story was... Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, what did you think about the story? Just plot and so the overall... Be- yeah, the story in the beginning, there was so many different stories happening. I mean, I I think there was like four or five stories that we were trying to keep up with, which I mean, Mm -hmm. again, that's something you see in group hero movies. Um, There was just a lot to establish in this movie that they had to kind of get out of the way to set up. Mm -hmm. I mean, they start with apocalypse and, and who he is and, I think that was I think the very beginning of the movie was really great. It was a great setup for the villain and who he was and I think just seeing him his influence to like the people that follow him and seeing them sacrifice their lives to save him, which is, you know, the opposite of a hero. I I think that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing that and just kind of seeing like how powerful he was and and just right off the bat was pretty great for that. But then after that, you kind of get into all the different heroes and you're just trying to understand all their stories. Raven had a pretty big story in this that a lot of times I think was maybe unnecessary, but she was like kind of like the, the glue as well. That was like connecting all these stories. Right. But she, she, cause, and, and the kind of, um, comes off of the last movie, um, days of future past, which we didn't watch. And so it's kind of, and same with, um, um, Magneto. It's so it's, it was kind of hard for us to jump to this one because we've missed a little bit of character development. Um, but we are judging these movies individually. Yeah. And so, so like we are like saying, okay, what's the story being told in this movie? And, and 
yes, sequels and, and, um, and whatnot, um, they, they're important and like, we need to make sure we're not neglecting the previous movies, but we also know the story enough, you know, so like Mystique, you know, was a big hero. She, she revealed herself as a mutant to the whole world in the last one. And, and that's why, um, Jean and I think Storm as well, they, they, um, they look to her as like a, a you know, like a, a, mo- a model, like someone to follow. Um, and she didn't realize that she just thought, you know, she was just being, well, she didn't think that she had that much of an impact. Um, and, but she did upon the, those other women. And so, so that, that's the, that's what, from their point of view, that's what they were trying to do, I think with, with her. Yeah. So what are your, some, some of your thoughts, your initial thoughts overall? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be as generous. <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed it. Um, as a, as a comic book movie, it, it was fun for the most part. Like I, so going back to when this first came out, I saw this in theaters. I, I remember, um, watching days of future past and that, which was a great movie and I can't wait to watch it again. But, um, I remember watching days of future past in the theater. And then at the end credits, they revealed po- apocalypse. He was like a kid who's blue skin. And uh, I actually, at the time I didn't know much about apocalypse. And so I had to go back and kind of learn and you know study the comments comics watch some videos on him and whatnot and and i was like okay this is he's a pretty big deal like he's just, he's a very you know very intimidating he's a big villain he's he's pretty much like the, the thanos of the x-men um so he's yeah, he's a big deal um and so i was like okay i'm kind of excited about them doing a villain like this in an x-men movie like they haven't done it they didn't do anything like this before i mean they had the sentinels in the Days of Future Past. That was they were, they were kind of like the big, the 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 big villain. I mean, they weren't the villain, but well, they kind of were a villain. But uh, mm-hmm. anyways, um, Magneto was kind of the main villain of the X Men movies, um, and you know, and then but you didn't really have like a big bad, um, or at least as big on this scale like Apocalypse until this movie. Um, so I was I was excited about it. Um, so I remember going to see it and. Even then, I remember being pretty let down. I was like, "Okay, well, that was that was kind of that was it." Like he, uh, he, they tried to, they tried to do a lot with him, but I think it just kind of fell flat in a lot of ways. Like his motivate for one, his motivations weren't very clear. I mean, he wants to take over the world, but um, he wants to he wants world do- domination. He wants um to get rid of the the, the those that have power, so that the was it so the weak would rise or something? So he wants to rid the world of of, of all you know superpowers. Um, not not referring to like weapons of mass destruction and, and nukes. And so that's why he sets off all the nukes and into outer space and whatnot. Um, and he, well, and th- so then like he then he has that scene where he's touching the the TV and he's like learning. Uh, he's like he's like learning everything somehow through the television. Um, and, and then, and then he's like, okay, this world kind of is, this world's terrible. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kill everyone. (laughs) I'm going to destroy it. And and that was kind of like it, that was like his motivation. And they didn't give us any reason to really hate him necessarily. I mean, he, he, he killed some guys, but it wasn't like we had any connection to them. And it was just, I don't know. He was just, he was just evil for evil's sake. He, you know, so he's kind of a, a generic villain, I guess. And okay, I'm kind of kind of focusing a lot on the villain, but like because I mean the movie's called Apocalypse, like it's about apocalypse, and I th- I just think I I I would have done the villain completely differently, and I just don't think he was as intimidating. Even just like he didn't look that intimidating. He looked he looked like a Power Rangers villain. Like it was it wasn't like I don't know. It, it, and we'll get more in the comic book accuracy because he's not very comic book accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's not nearly as bulky and intimidating as he is in the comics but i'll get more into that in a little bit um i felt like the plot was just kind of all over the place i mean like you said you had all these different threads going and there wasn't really anything driving the heroes except for oh there's a bad guy that's come to life after thousands of years and he wants to take over the world so let's go get him and and even then like Hit, and like his like going back to his motivations and his plan like didn't really make sense because he had all these different scenarios that had to work out in order for him to 
to get Xavier to where he is so that he can take his body and 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 use use his mind to tell everyone I'm going to kill you all or I'm going to destroy the world which didn't make any sense why he would do that why he would tell everyone because then he's like I'm going to I'm going to take Xavier's mind so I can mind control everyone it's like okay so what was the point of telling everyone that you're going to take over the world it, it's just little things like that it just kind of bugged me I felt like a lot of the hero there was very few heroes that had much of an arc. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would say that um, Mystique had a, a little bit of an arc, but Jennifer Lawrence, she she looked like she did not give a, a crap about this movie. Like, she didn't... She was, like, uninterested oh, and yeah. just had... Like, <clears throat> she, just, she was just there. Uh, like, it wasn't, like... Yeah, that was something... She didn't I, have much, of, like, emotion. That was something I noted under acting was... Her acting was terrible yeah. in this movie. Like, just yeah. awful. Right. Which isn't... Com- isn't necessarily common for Jennifer Lawrence though. I don't. I don't. I'm not like a huge fan of Jennifer Lawrence, but because um, I think like even the Hunger Games, she's not like that great of an actor. Yeah. Um, but it, it um, really popped out in this movie though. Yeah, it did. But I think it's because she just was over. Because she was hardly even Mystique. Like, for, if you realize that, mm-hmm. so like she probably didn't want to do the make do like the five hours of makeup or whatever. Yeah, just like make me look like Jennifer Lawrence this whole movie. And, and if you notice, and she was a big star at the time. Yeah, too. and if you notice, the makeup in this one looks way different. Because oh, it is different because they. I'm assuming they used something else that would speed up the process, or yeah, they were just exactly. cutting corners to speed up the process. Right. And yeah, her makeup looks really weird in this movie when she is actually. Yeah, though I like I'm not like I haven't been the biggest fan of Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique anyway, um, even from First Class, um, but but I think she was especially bad in this one. Um, Xavier, like he was kind of sidelined. I mean, this was like if we're talking about okay, who's the main characters? Who's the main heroes? It, it was pretty much Jean Grey and um, Cyclops. Um, like that was those are the two that they pretty much followed the most and mostly Jean because they were setting up the Dark Phoenix, which also didn't make any sense because she unleashed her, the powers of the Dark Phoenix. But in the next movie, which I it will, yeah, we'll talk about that movie when we get to it. She doesn't get her powers until like a, a solar blast hits her and then she has the powers. So it didn't make any even continuity sense with the next movie. But they they tried the Dark Phoenix saga in the um in X and the third X-Men last stand and completely failed. They tried it kind of in this one, at least set it up and it felt like fall short. And then the next one, it, well, okay, let me rewind Th- this one. It made sense. Like she, she had a little bit of character development, a little bit of an arc, um, which was f- fine. Um, who else? Uh, quick, uh, Quicksilver. He was like, they tried to give him an arc, but where like the whole thing with his, with Magneto being his dad. Cause I think he found out in the last movie that Magneto was his dad. And so, like, and that, they didn't really go anywhere with that. Like, it would have made sense for him to go to Magneto and tell him, that, like, hey, I'm your, I'm your son. After Magneto lost his family and felt like he lost everything, it would have been a little bit of, like, motivation for him to, like, change. But anyways, Mag, Mag, going to Magneto, I felt like they gave him a little bit of an arc, which was decent. Though it was, it was just the same arc that they give him in every single, uh, they give Magneto in every X-Men movie. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, that was... There, yeah, there was so, just a lot this movie, going on in this movie, and I think that's one of the problems. Yeah. They made too many arcs for too many of these heroes. They should have almost sidelined right. maybe more of the characters and given better stories for others. What? Well, well, but even that, like they did sideline a lot of characters, like like the four horsemen. Oh uh, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about that. Like, uh, Psycho. Uh, what's the, what's her name? The the purple beam lady. Uh, I just wrote psych- down I keep, energy. I keep wanting to say psych. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't what, it's like it's psych- psycho. Psych. I don't. Know. She had like one line in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, like Darth Maulder. Like it was just like one line, but they. But it was. She. She was just there. Like it, she had no. She had no emotion. She had just no. No character, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be bad now, and I'm gonna fight alongside this apocalypse guy." And, do some flips, yeah, and shoot some laser beams, and then I'm 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 out of here. Like, yeah, that, that was it. Uh, what what do you think of the, the four horsemen? How'd they handle that? Yeah, it was it was pretty weak. I mean, the whole recruiting of them was weak. I feel like that's yeah. something like how you were saying, like 
if this was going to be like a big bad, they could have done a few movies with Apocalypse. Like they could have been setting him up yep. and they could have established the Four Horsemen like in another movie before he came or something. And that would right. be good. But like all these stories were just like so quick. So that didn't that didn't come off very well. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, like it, it, the whole the whole Four Horsemen story just kind of fell apart. Like it was only in there for like the middle of the movie because they all just right. end up betraying him. And it's like, right. Okay. <laughs> it's like they could, well, even like, I didn't even get what was like storm's motivation or, or the psych, the, she was getting beam lady. Uh, well, storm was getting all scared or something. Cause she's like a kid or I huh. guess. So oh, she's just okay. getting scared. Yeah. So then she decides right. to switch sides. And then, <laughs> and then, then angel, he was, he blew up. Was, he didn't have much character. He blew up. Oh well, yeah. He died. Yeah. But, but like, had no we had no reason to care about him yeah it's just i mean they well they kind of like because he had he got electrocuted at the beginning and then that was it but, like there was no reason to like him or well yeah care about him. i mean the guy that we liked was the the guy the nightcrawler nightcrawler yeah <clears throat> which which he, he was he was decent yeah he know, was one of the best of. characters in this movie yeah i think like just because like it's supposed to be apocalypse and like the end of the world so that's why they're like oh let's like throw in the four horsemen or something and that's just yeah they got that I think, yeah it's, it's common in the comics yeah like, he always has his four horsemen yeah and it just didn't it didn't really work in this movie yeah but like what you're saying about setting him up like he he is a thanos level villain and they just they tease him in the end credits of days reach pass and then just throw him in here for this one movie it it, it would have been really cool if they did the whole like a whole trilogy setting up apocalypse yeah like first class should have teased him days of future past should have focused on him and i mean though i'm glad they did the days of future past like story from the comics and they did a great job there but i but if you're gonna set up apocalypse like do three movies at least or like even even this one and the next one, Dark Phoenix, like make Apocalypse be the main villain for these and and set him up. You know, don't kill him off in the in the first one, but give him some character, give him a reason why we should hate him, um, but like him as a villain, and and then set him up for something huge in the next movie or something like to give us more than just one movie where you have where you you're already introducing a but ton of a whole bunch of a bunch of characters. Like you're introducing all these characters, and then you're like, "All right, this is also an apocalypse movie, and we're trying to make it about apocalypse." But you're also supposed to care about these other heroes. And these heroes, we're not going to give them any character. We're not going to give them any really much of an arc that you want to follow or care about. And we're going to copy and paste what we've done with Charles and and Magneto, which which is fine. But there wasn't much more to their story. Mm-hmm. They give they give Magneto a family just so that they can give him a reason to to suffer yeah. and be you know and be um, convinced to follow Apocalypse. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The only reason that we care about the fact that his family dies is because we know who Magneto is from the other movies and we've grown to like the character. And it's like okay, we feel it. Like his wife and daughter dies, and he's trying to just live his life. You know, it's like we get it, but. But from this movie, not not necessarily. Like, there's not much for a reason for us to, yeah, to care. Yeah, and one thing that you had mentioned earlier was that, uh, like the the heroes had no mission at all. They were just kind of right. sitting back and relaxing, learning at a school, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's like they're like, oh, there's a bad guy. Let's let's stop him. <laughs> Yeah, right. There is no motivation there, and it's right. yeah, it it was very weak storytelling there. Definitely, yeah. So yeah, what'd you um, I don't know, any like specific themes that you saw throughout the movie? Uh, one thing, the whole thing about te- like working together. Go ahead. Oh, about the them working together. Yeah, like teamwork. <laughs> Um, yeah, and towards the end of the movie, which we can get into that maybe in a bit, one thing that I remembered about the villain that I, one thing I liked was that he would, like, sympathize and connect with, with his followers, or the people that he mm. wanted to, to follow him, 
and and that yeah. was like a good uh manipulation tactic that he used and i thought that was right that was an interesting thing about him that kind of gave him a little bit of depth that's good i mean yeah. just one thing among many of his his flaws i feel like what they did a lot with him was like they used his his voice to like make him be more intimidating because mm. like remember i don't know if you remember yeah. like they would oh, always yeah, like definitely like just like weirdly alter his voice like really they would yeah i mean uh oscar isaac already makes it really deep in this and then there would be like just random parts when he's talking and they just make it like really more deep or i don't even know what they do to it it's something weird yeah they and it's like it's like when he hits like higher notes it's just like or it's well, not like higher i don't know yeah just, it's a weird yeah thing. it just when he like gets to like the climax of his speeches like they just get yeah which i thought was fine i thought it was good it's intimidating yeah yeah uh man i don't know what else uh, quicksilver was good yeah i mean I, I mentioned like i mean i don't they didn't really give him i don't know maybe think of much of an arc but but i i think the actor and the character were good uh yeah they and and with the arc that they gave him i think he really made it work and mm-hmm. i yeah so him quicksilver and nightcrawler were my favorites in this movie yeah like they both yeah i think really definitely nailed their their roles yeah it was, it was fun that they gave quicksilver more of a role because in the last one they just gave him that one scene and then they redid they did a new you know did it again with this one yeah which i think it was even better it was, it was like him saving everyone in the in the castle yeah so that was pretty cool yeah, and then there was uh, another new character was Scott. Well, Scott and Phoenix. Yep. But Gene, uh, I guess is her name. Yeah, yeah, Cyclops. Gene. <clears throat> he uh, Scott is quite a bit different, I think, in this one than he is in the the original trilogy, from what I remember. Uh huh. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. Uh, I did like. Uh, I I don't remember. I don't know that actor's name, but I, I like a lot of movies that he's in. But uh-huh. he, um, I think he he did the character pretty well, but it wasn't like the the other version of him. Yeah, different. Well, I mean, I feel like the other ones, he's just a lot more mature. Even though this is, I mean, we can talk about timeline and aging. Yeah. Like that, the like this character is supposed to be like their forties, <laughs> right now. <laughs> like yeah, and they're like in their twenty twenties. And the next movie is even worse. Yeah, but because uh, it goes to the, jumps another ten years in the nineties. Yeah, um, like. It, so like my like michael fassbender is supposed to be 60 i think in this movie and he's hmm. 40, 40. <laughs> so there's a 20 year difference for all these characters just because of the how they set up the timeline which which i don't i don't really care about like it's fine like um they they chose this new cast they wanted to work with i don't know why they did the the 10 year jump for every movie there was literally no reason for them to do it that i know of um so i don't know why but it's, it's fine whatever yeah um it's what it is but yeah, I mean, I thought Scott was was all right. Um, they had, they had the whole thing with his brother. So his brother dies in the in the castle, sacrificing himself to destroy Cerebro, sort of sacrificing himself. But um, which was which was good. But like, I feel like he cared for like one scene. Like his brother died, and he's like emotional and like he kind of gets over it after like a couple scene, like one or two scenes. Yeah. So I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, there and there. Yeah, there's a lot of continuity issues with the other movies um oh yeah some of them are because this is technically a different storyline than the original x-men so this is they, for, this is an alternate for those who don't know they 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 restarted the timeline in days of future past yeah so they can make different decisions or have people be born in completely different decades like angel angels in the th- i think he's in the third x-men and he's like a young guy like so basically like they took this character and made him like 30 years younger or 20 years younger yeah or be born 20 years earlier which is whatever it's fine yeah yeah there's him and then uh some things that nightcrawler. happened in this movie yeah nightcrawler some things that happened mm-hmm. in this movie that line up with with the original x-men which is interesting Mm -hmm. because it's like uh, i wonder if like in their heads if this actually happened in the original story it just happened a little differently um right because like xavier goes bald in this movie 
because of Apocalypse, <laughs> yeah. and we know him for being bald in the other movies. So it's like in the original trilogy, is that how he went bald? In case, in case you were wondering how <laughs> yeah. he went bald. <laughs> and then you know, uh, like Storm, his mind. Storm gets white hair. Like that was from yep. Apocalypse. So in case you were wondering how Storm got <laughs> yeah. white hair, I I I hate prequels for this reason. Yeah, um, it just I they they sometimes they do it well, um, but I hate when they I, I I might have talked about this last week. I don't know. I'll probably talk about it a lot, but I I don't like when they give really lame reasons for why people why why characters get like their superpower like their their trying to think of well like, like yeah like how how xavier went bald like it wasn't like a dumb reason it was fine like apocalypse did it like caused it to happen it's that's fine um it, but like they're just answers that we're not really ever at like things we're never really asking about and they just give reasons for and it's just i it's kind of lame yeah for <laughs> sure so i wasn't i wasn't wanting to know like han solo and solo star wars story um how he got his name <laughs> like yeah just you know, he's a he's a loner. So that's why he's called Solo. You know, obviously he doesn't have or he doesn't have a family. He's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, that's kind of lame. I wasn't really even asking why he got his name, <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, and that's then my my rant for tonight. There was the comment by Xavier about their about the ages age gap and how they're not aging. He comments oh, yeah. about Moira he that he's like she's barely aged today. <laughs> yeah she's supposed to be like 50 yeah <laughs> or something yeah like that. yeah uh that's funny and then yeah the, this movie was a little self-aware they did they had the the movie theater oh yeah uh, coming the, out of the movie theater the, or return of the jedi yeah the trilogy like, well the third one's always the worst yeah. anyway we could all agree the third one's the worst like, all right and this one was the worst <laughs> um, in my opinion <laughs> yeah striker was another character he yeah. <laughs> was way too young in this movie because like for, for sure i mean in 10 years he's supposed to be a really really old guy with gray hair i mean a lot right. of his characters are supposed to be <laughs> and yeah <laughs> that made absolutely no sense because especially watching right. this in chronological order going from yeah super old to super young <laughs> but, yep. and then back to super old yep it was, I mean, it was the same actor in the and he was in Days yeah, of Future Past, Past as well. Yeah. So. But same age, pretty much. <laughs> There's ten years different. Yeah, so this was all over the place. Well, I guess we can kind of get into the ending of the movie. Uh, yeah. The third act. I th- I think this is what made me like the movie a lot more. Just uh-huh. because of the third act, I thought it was handled pretty well. You let down all the poor setting up the i think they yeah did pretty good compared to the other movies that we've watched in in the ending especially like with the dark knight of the soul there's clearly mm-hmm. a dark knight of the soul in this movie which was when right. uh apocalypse is just defeating all of them as they attack uh they were all very emotional just scattered and attacking him uh and they're all without a good leader they're just doing. They're just all just trying to kill him and just use their powers, and it just wasn't working. It was like barely affecting him, and yeah. I thought that was pretty great. And then, uh, and then there's a bit of a sacrifice, I would say, with uh, Xavier. Uh, hmm. He because he kind of sacrificed himself to save Raven. I mean, he he went into uh, Apocalypse's mind, and that was like him sacrificing oh, right. himself uh, to save her. Good point. Like he was trying to get out there, but he couldn't. Uh, but so I think that mm-hmm. went well. And then there's this kind of transition where you kind of see Xavier becoming a good leader, and because and then because right after that is when they all start to work together and actually attack him and actually do some damage. Yeah. And I mean ultimately it was Gene that that kills him. The Dark which Phoenix. Was, all right, I guess. <laughs> uh cuz they yeah. set up this whole thing that 
because like what she had because like there's always something that the hero has to overcome to for the dark night of the soul and it was that she had to get over mm-hmm. the fact that she was holding back her powers which yeah. was very poorly set up so it's like right it was that was a bit of a miss there <laughs> when you watch it it's like okay yeah are we, this was supposed to be like a super big moment for her but you guys didn't even right. set it up <laughs> didn't set it up exactly <laughs> so that didn't really that didn't really work but mm-hmm. which we, i guess we could kind of get into uh the female roles in this movie uh-huh. uh is better than than first class first class yeah definitely a lot less exploitation of the women uh but there's still definitely some in there yeah there's a little bit wasn't yeah it wasn't nearly as bad or not even noticeable yeah as much so. yeah i felt like a lot of the I mean, this is just typical what you get in these movies is like just the women acting like men, just acting mm. like soldiers, uh, mm-hmm. all trying to fight in the fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was about the best of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What about like more of the technical aspects, you know, cinematography mm. and CGI? I thought the CGI was wasn't noticeably bad. Some of the scenes where Magneto is like ripping the Earth apart looked a little cartoonish, but wasn't wasn't terrible. It didn't like didn't stand out like a sore thumb or anything. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they went all practical effects for Apocalypse's suit, which I don't know, which was fine. I, I mean, it's probably good, but like, I just I have some issues with the suit, but talking about cgi like overall i think even the what he does with the sand like that was pretty well done mm-hmm. um there's a there was some uh pretty gruesome scenes like for a pg-13 movie yeah like you said the beginning and i mean they, they did a they went pg-13 with wolverine which we didn't even talk about that yet but you know wolverine was in this um didn't had no reason story-wise for him to be in it but it, he was in it and it was pretty awesome <laughs> um um i think that's probably it for that yeah. do you have any thoughts on the on it um well first i guess i could say i mean speaking of wolverine we will be talking about him in our patron episode for the cameo yes so if you are enjoying these episodes and you enjoy our show uh that's a great way to support us and uh help us to keep bringing you more of more of these reviews and uh if you subscribe you'll get more content there we have after hours uh episodes where uh we talk about the end credit scenes the cameos and just anything this one else. did have a stanley cameo and just yeah and just anything else <laughs> happening in uh the film industry oh mm-hmm. and this week we are going to be doing a quick short review of Godzilla minus one. Godzilla. Uh, it'll be more of a compressed version of our of these longer reviews. Probably be 15, yep. 20 minutes. So uh, subscribe and you'll be able to uh, listen to that. And yeah, we appreciate your support. So as far as the CGI and visuals, um, yeah, it was it wasn't too bad. There was I agree. There was a few scenes with Magneto. I think that was the biggest thing that I didn't like. Uh, I think mm-hmm. one thing that I noticed that I like is that they really do a lot of practical sets uh, a lot more than tons of green yeah. screens uh, right. than a lot of the MCU is known for doing. So I, I appreciated that. But it wasn't like distracting or anything. Yeah, yeah it wasn't very distracting, which is nice. Uh, and I think just as far as anything else, technical music score, I thought it was mm-hmm. good, compelling. Yeah, I once again with like the score they used for Magneto, um, in his scenes, especially earlier on, were just inc- just great, mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, those were good. Um, yeah, not distracting. Um, Apocalypse's score was good too. 
it's made him a little more menacing. I felt like. Yeah, for sure. I had some tension to his character for his character. Yeah, I guess that's it for technical. We already talked about acting. Mm-hmm. I I liked Quicksilver. I liked uh, Nightcrawler. Jennifer Lawrence didn't do well, but most of the other actors, pretty much all the ones that were in the other movies, transferred over pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I want to um, maybe talk a little bit about comic book accuracy. Oh yeah, yeah. Once again, like Apocalypse. I just I don't think they did a great job. I thought Oscar Isaac was a great was a good choice for him, and I think he did a great job for what he was given. But um, but man, like in the comics, he's a lot more intimidating. He's 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 bigger than everyone else yeah, around him, especially huge, the, the, like almost like, like there was a couple Thanos scenes. Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at least um, there were a couple scenes where he's standing like with the four horsemen, and they're all like taller than him. Yeah, <laughs> it was Oscar Isaac. I think he's kind of a shorter guy. <clears throat> Um, so like they didn't make him taller and they didn't make him bigger. Like that was kind of disappointing. Um, it was just like, and the only, um, intimidating thing about him was his powers, which even his powers weren't really well defined, um, as far as like what, like what it is that he actually can do. But in the comics, like he's given like, uh, like, like almost all the mutant powers. Like Mm -hmm. he's kind of like, like Deadpool and x-men or origins almost yeah. like he's given a lot of different powers but he's but he's like able to use them consistently and and like um he's so he's the first mutant ever um which they talked about in the movie which you know going to its origins um they even made a comment um um the cia lady like i, I still um, more more maurice more 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 yeah more around yeah i can't say it anyways you know she made a comment or um havoc was in the office and um with xavier and they were talking about apocalypse and you know she and he talked about the four horsemen and then havoc's like yeah so oh yeah he got that he he made a comment saying he got that from the bible and then she's like or the bible got it from him and everything so of course which course isn't true i mean the whole concept of the apocalypse is from scripture mm-hmm. from the book of revelation which even you know this is kind of a, a, um, a rabbit trail but it, even a, the word apocalypse doesn't isn't necessarily talking about the end of the world the the word apocalypse is from the greek word apocalypto which just means a, a revelation a revealing of something and it's the revelation of the end of the world though know, i I have other opinions on Revelation, but I'm not going to get into that here. It's yeah. a theology podcast. And the Four but, Horsemen, yeah, too, so, is also... And the Four Horsemen are, are from... Yeah, the, I think the they actually did and... kind of well, because uh, it's supposed to be Conquest, War, Famine, and Death, the Four Horsemen. So the, oh, yeah, so from, Conquest from would be the yeah. Energy Lady, whatever her name is. War was Angel, because Angel was like fighting in those battles like in the ring. Famine was Storm because okay. she was broken, stealing food. Yeah. And then Magneto okay. was death because his family died and he kills. Oh, okay. Wow. Good job. Yeah. I did not notice that. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Just okay. something So there's like, there was a reason why those four were chosen. Yeah. That was... Yeah, nice. Well done. Yeah. So, so anyways, like, the whole concept of Apocalypse, you know, it's like the idea comes from scripture but it's you know in the comics he's you know he's a ancient being from thousands of years ago who's the first mutant ever um he's given you know all these powers um and he's 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 a force of nature like he he's one of the biggest villains in the comics he um he like physically like i said he's um a lot more intimidating he's very bulky very muscular which we didn't get like he, they didn't even show any of his muscles in this one really it was just yeah. wearing a suit i think the only time um, they teased anything about his size was when it was in the dream sequence when he was growing yeah. so like and you can tell that was kind like, of a tease to the yeah, comics yeah because because yeah. they didn't the they, they didn't grow him like taller they you could actually see his arms getting big get bulky and bulky right yeah they actually made him look right. bulky in that Right, and like that's how he. I mean, maybe not that big, but yeah. that's how he's how big he's supposed to be. Like he's supposed yeah. to be big like that, and so they gave us they gave us a little bit of it. But 
just creatively that's not the direction that brian singer went brian singer is the director yeah um and and that's that's fine and by the way brian singer he directed x x1 x2 and days of future past and then this one i think those are the only four movies that he directed but he's you know he's an og x-men you know producer and director mm-hmm. um and so yeah i i feel like he wasn't super comic book accurate he like i said he kind of kind of looks like a power ranger or may not power ranger well you know what really came to mind was bible man remember, <laughs> remember bible man yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh every late 90s early 2000 christian homeschool or superhero tv show yeah everyone's favorite <laughs> anyways it looks like a like a villain from that yeah <laughs> it was just it, was, it felt kind of cheesy in some some scenes and I was just a little disappointed. Like, there were there were some aspects, there were some scenes where I think they did really good. Well, they did really well with him. It was it, it looked looked great. Um, he felt intimidating, but then there was others where he just I feel like it kind of fell flat. And I wish they would have done more with him and and put a little more effort into making him more intimidating. Um, like I said, I thought Oscar Isaac did a good job. Yeah. Like if they would have kept, if they would have had him survive and like have him be like a big bad for another movie, like it, they could have maybe done like stuck with this, but then have him like get bigger or like take over another body or or something like improve and like evolve as a as a villain. Yeah, like they could have done that maybe, but for sure didn't. So, um, otherwise, yeah, I like this the suits at the end that they all had were like felt very X Meny, like even more than the original oh, yeah. trilogy which was cool the you know xavier obviously going bald you know that's yeah you know comic book accurate the dark they did they teased the dark phoenix mm-hmm. uh with gene gray um one thing that was weird was that beast was able to go back and forth now yeah i mean they didn't really explain that but he's able to control it now i guess yeah he's just I, like I don't know. Uh, that's just he's like whatever. i get it under control that's like their explanation yeah it's like the hulk i guess yeah which <laughs> i guess my ignorance i don't know if that's a, a thing in the comics i'm sure it is well he's um, I, i'm comparing it to like maybe the original trilogy where he never oh yeah cause he, yeah you're right he never changes he never in the changes. Original trilogy. yeah yeah good point so, so i don't know but yeah, that's that's just the X Men yeah. timeline. All these different yeah. things that we're pointing out mm-hmm. and thinking of is yeah. just. <laughs> Which, when it comes to the story, as like we're this is what the po- our podcast is about, and what we want to focus on. Um, we're enjoying talking about comic book stuff. We're enjoying you know unpacking these villains and these heroes, and and even following the timelines. Um, and because because it is a story, like we are also following a story. Like the X Men movies are a story that they're trying to tell, and it's a messy story. Mm-hmm. And so, so. That we're, so that that does you know that's why we talk about it but at the same time it's like for this movie specifically it doesn't really matter whether or not it connects to the timeline so much um but it's worth noting and that's why we talk about it because they didn't do a good job at telling it a, a, a large story and and when we get to season two and we're watching most of the mcu movies like that's going to change like we're going to actually f- see like okay this is how you tell an overarching story with individual stories in it, within that fit in the big picture fit together and follow an overarching arc with a with a villain who's pulling the strings everywhere um that's set up for you know infinity war and end game and whatnot mm-hmm. so, so anyways th- so this is helpful for us to like walk through this and talk about okay where did the x-men go wrong you know and you know, even when we go to other trilogies like Blade or Spider Man, it's like we're gonna we're gonna comment on how they did with this story and 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 throughout the trilogy and whatnot. Because each movie's it's an own story, but it's connected to this overarching story that they're trying to tell in these other movies. So, yeah. Well, I know we didn't say a whole. Well, lot. and and oh, sorry. One oh. comment, which just a tease for the after hours. Um, the Wolverine scene is actually a very comic book accurate scene that they included, which I was really happy about, um, that I wish we would have gotten in the last movie, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, that 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 was another kind of a nod uh, you know, to them, and like a, a point for them as, as far as comic book accuracy, but didn't really do anything for the story. It was just there. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, if anything else. Yeah, I know. I I mean, I know we didn't have a ton to say about this movie compared to our other ones, but there that's really that was one of the problems with this movie is it had a lot of flaws. There there wasn't a a great overall connecting story, and mm-hmm. it had so many different threads with all these different characters that established in the beginning. A lot of them, um, like, there was no ending to their story. Like, if you take Quicksilver, for example, he just kind of was like, I'll tell him later, you know, with his dad. And just all these different characters with... It was it was a pretty big mess. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I, I don't have anything else to say about it. If you have anything else to say. I think that is it. All right, we can do our rating then. Which yes. mine did change after talking about it more. Okay. Um, I think mine will probably stay the same. So. Yeah. I was so yeah, what, I was putting it above it. Captain America. Okay. Um, I wanted to kind of tie it with First Class, but after talking about mm-hmm. it, I'm I and thinking back to First Class, I think First Class was quite a bit better. I'm. Mm-hmm. F- Captain America had a lot of flaws. It was a very bland movie. So I kind of want to put it above it still. Um, okay. So I kind of tied it with it right now. So I want to see what you have and <laughs> maybe talk about it. Okay. So 6.4 yeah. is what I give it. Okay. 6.4, yeah. Um, and just a comment on that. Like, it's okay if we, like, change our score. For like, sure. I think that it's so much – It's it, it's so helpful hearing another – person's perspective and talking and just talking through the movie like i feel like i think i i think i lowered my my score for x-men origins wolverine last time because like we, we were just walking through it. it's like man this is this is an awful movie yeah for sure and uh like and and i still thought it was going to it but it was even more like as we're unpacking it and like talking through it and and see and talking about things that we notice and you know like there because like there were a couple of things that you said that made me realize okay yeah, there was a little bit of a story that they were trying to tell, and I think they they did accomplish in certain ways, and there were good things here and there that I didn't even see. Um, so, so I'm I think I'm gonna raise my score a little bit. I did I put a five point nine. Okay. Um, five point nine. That's I I did Origins Wolverine. We did we did Origins Wolverine five point one. So it's kind of five point nine. I feel like there's a little bit of room between those two because I don't think that this was definitely not as bad as x-men origins right um i do think it's better than captain america um i i'm not i i do agree that there are a lot of faults i think the third act was lacking in that one and this third act was a lot better yeah um um and i I think the second act as well in captain america like so that so i can see like tying it i i think um though even going it because i remember going into it like i think i had it a lot higher than you um but now, but as we talked about it, once again, like I was like, okay, yeah, I, I see where this, where this one's at fault. Um, but for, for this movie, I'm going to go a little higher. So I think I'll do probably 6.1. And if you did 6.4, that doesn't really help actually, because there's not a middle for that. Well, um, yeah, no, I, th- I think, I think 6.1 was fair. Cause I, I'm also thinking okay. of other movies that we're going to be doing. And right. Stuff, That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Compared to those and. And compared to Captain America, I think 6.1 is fair for this movie. Okay. So that puts it at number three on our list. Four movies. Yes, that is number three. X-Men First Class, number one, 7.1. First Avenger, 6.4. Apocalypse, 6.1. And Wolverine, 5.1. Yep. All right. So... Our next movie will be Howard the Duck. Oh, okay. I thought uh, right. I thought we were doing Dark Phoenix, but you're right. Uh, yeah. Oh, so that'll be the next okay. X Men movie. Yeah. So if you're talking X-Men about X Men, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no. Our right. next movie will be Howard the Duck, which takes place in 1983 or something like that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So when when did this one? Because this one. Or, this one might have been. I think this one took place in eighty. Well, when did Return of the Jedi come out? Actually, I think this one was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so Return of the Jedi came out in eighty three. 
So this one took place in 83. Oh, so Howard okay. the Duck is probably around that or like 84 or 5 or something. 86. Oh, 86, okay. And then there's Punisher. Punisher 1989 will be the movie after oh. that. And then okay. we get I don't to... know if I've ever seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have. It's a hard okay. one to find, actually, on... on. Really? Well, anywhere, actually. It's, it's hard to find. Yeah. So we'll have to f- <laughs> find a way to watch okay. it. Nice. Cool. Do you want to wrap us up for this episode? Sure. Yeah, so today we talked about X-Men Apocalypse. And you know we both came in with our opinions and changed a little bit of our opinions and by the end which is one reason why we're doing this because we just went to like and we had we didn't talk at all about this um beforehand we didn't look at our we we didn't um go over notes or anything we just you know we have our own personal notes but we didn't show each other notes and we just went in and unpacked the movie and talked through it and yeah i definitely had had some we both had some issues with this movie um as far as story and the following the villain and the lack of arcs for the care for the heroes um but but there was some good in that um just even following charles and seeing his sacrifice and and seeing him become the leader and and be able to bring together the x-men who were just kind of in shambles um and just be able to step up and then be someone that they could all follow and look to and the hero that they they needed in that moment and so so we can we commend the movie for that and for yes some special effects was they were well done. The score was well done. Um, so yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it's fun to watch it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it had its faults. And so that is it next week. We're talking about Howard the duck. I, I've never seen a trailer for it. I, I've, I've only seen images and stills. So I, I do not know what to expect. <laughs> I've heard a lot about it. Um, so I'm, I'm, go- I'm looking forward to going in with a completely empty, empty slate. Um, and unpacking it and seeing how it is for sure. <laughs> Howard the duck. All right. Well, thank you for listening guys. And we appreciate your support. Yes. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Adios. <laughs>